The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Thanks, yeah, I get what I want since you've been gone. You good? I didn't start that. <laughs> that is true. I started recording it after I sang it already. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Look at the sex of the human activities. Uh, sex and other human activities. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Marcus Parks, and <laughs> I like Kelly Clarkson. You do like Kelly Clarkson. You know what? Slapdash, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like Kelly Clarkson. I'm singing. I'm feeling good. Why did? Why was that in your head? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked into the studio today and just started like working on stuff. Just going. It's a great song. It really is. I've been getting good news lately. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. good good mental health news. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really good stuff. Went in to see my psychiatrist yesterday, uh, and he said that uh, everything is very encouraging, and uh, we're starting to get longer times in between visits and all that. My therapist is saying it's uh, about time to, you know, start wrapping things up for this cycle. Uh, I'm feeling very positive. Hell yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Jackie. No, I'm, I'm feeling positive uh, to the point where I'm actually thinking about positivity. Not necessarily like hippy dippy stuff or nothing like that. You can be hippy dippy. It's okay. I can maybe be a little hippy dippy. But one of the problems that I have. I didn't even really know this was a problem until someone pointed it out. Uh, actually, multiple people pointed it out, really, in the last like uh, year or so. Uh, I have a problem with grudges. Yeah. I hold grudges uh, pretty hard. Not against everybody. Most times, it's like these little slights. Like, I know some people hold pretty strong grudges for like little slights here and there. Uh, but if someone wrongs me or I feel like if someone really wrongs me or wrongs a friend of mine uh, or somebody that I love then it's not necessarily a get even type of thing but I will be consumed by the hatred of that person oh like, yeah it'll take me it, it'll take over it'll take over my thoughts and it'll eat away at me just knowing it's this like almost like a dumb like superhero good and evil type thing like i cannot rest while evil is afoot mm-hmm. but i ain't gonna do shit about it like i'm not gonna do anything it's not it, it's not any sort of like get even thing or anything like that it's just being pissed off that this person exists yes. and that this person has done this to me uh, or this person has done this to the thing that uh, to the person that I love uh, and it fucking eats away at me. I'm trying to let go of all that. I'm trying oh, yeah. to let go of like some grudges and you know shit that I have held on to for years upon years. I'm starting to let go of those things. I think that that's great because I, I feel like for years that I always... Uh, with you and with me is it like we're a loyal people yeah and sometimes that bites you in the ass when you when you're like I'm a loyal friend I, I'm loyal to my job I'm loyal to everything that but I feel like that creates if you think that about yourself that allows you to freely hold grudges because you're telling yourself oh I'm just loyal yeah I'm just sticking up for the people that are around me I I have a lot of issues with holding grudges as well the, it's the whole putting yourself in their shoes situation. And I think that's also something that, that you're working on and something I've worked on for a really long time where it's like, you don't even know what's going on in their head. Yeah. Especially when it's something that wrongs a friend of yours. I mean, sometimes it's just fucking shitty. And I, I think it all started for me definitely when 
my sister was cheated on by her first husband, blatantly set up so she would walk in on it. And I just remember that I was 12 years old and I was like, I'm going to put him in the ground. <laughs> I kept, I remember my, my phrase was I wanted to cut off his hands because his hands were on another woman. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's what I always <laughs> wanted to do. I always just like cut off his hands. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, looking back, too, and it took me years. Part of, like, my therapy experience was that was a huge part of, like, the beginning of my insane anger issues that it was like, but he wanted to get out of the relationship and he chose a poor way to do it. Chose the worst way to do it. The worst way to do it. And not to say that that's okay, but it's to let it go. Yeah. It's understanding motivations. Right. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes... Uh, there are no motivations. Sometimes yes. people are just shitty people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, you know, we run into sociopaths in our lives, you know, where people's reasons are nothing other than they just want to see a jump or they just want to control you or they just want to um, have some fun with you for a little while and then throw you away. It's also... Uh, getting rid of the grudges for those people as well. And I'm not even sure if it's a forgiveness type thing because it's really not because I don't care about forgiveness. Like, I don't, I really don't care about that shit at all. Not in this situation. Not in this situation, exactly. Like, I don't care about forgiveness in this situation. Like, I don't need to forgive anybody. I just need to forget them. That's it. I just need to forget because all the people that I have grudges against and all these people that, uh, that I actively hate, um... They're not in my life anymore. Why would they be? Like, I'm not going to have these people in my life. You know, I but I tend to get rid of people. It takes me a while sometimes, uh, but I am also to the point in my life where I've gotten rid of the people who have treated me fucking terribly in the past. I've already gotten rid of all those people, and yet they still they've all all those fucking people laid little eggs in my fucking brain. Every single one of them, and that like baseline hate that I have for those people, what it does is that, I don't know, I think when you have hate for people, when you have grudges against people, is that it kind of, we all have a uh, a limit of how much bile we can have in our system at any one time. Like bile being just, you know, hate, annoyance, any sort of like shit feeling, you know. We only have so room for so much. And if you already have a shitload of bile in your bile bag, like up to the fucking top that you just carry around with you all the fucking time, then the sorts of everyday annoyances, the everyday problems, that all the shit that we just run into just being fucking human, that will bubble over. Yeah, and you but, start burping up the bile. Yeah, yeah. And it starts getting in the back of your throat, and then that affects the rest of your day. It affects the rest of your day. It affects the rest of your life. It affects the relationships that you have. It affects the friendships that you have. It affects everything. If you're constantly sitting there with fucking vomit bubbling out of your mouth constantly, then you're not going to be having a very good fucking time. Uh, and that's one of the things that I've really been trying to work on is just like removing all that baseline hate that I had, that shit that I just kind of carry around with me constantly uh, against, you know, old friends, old girlfriends, old business partners, all kinds of shit, like just getting rid of all of that bullshit. And when, you know, those people's names come up for whatever reason, or when I think about those people, just kind of shoveling it off away. Like there's no reason, like it's just like, nope, no reason to fucking 
think about that person, no reason to hate that person, just bringing it back in. And I think that it is way more acceptance than it is forgetting. I think it's accepting how you felt at the time, accepting what you went through, and letting it go rather than forgetting it. Because those things you're never going to forget. Yeah. They're always going to be there, like you said, those little eggs. And when you come upon those little eggs, I think you think about it and you say, okay, yeah, I remember being like that. I remember being that. But now I'm like this. Yeah. And that's okay. Because time does heal and and things move on. And those things are are so prevalent in your life that make you get so the bile is going up inside of your neck. It goes away. Mm -hmm. And and, and I think that sometimes it's hard when you're thinking about that because I've been going into a lot of meme holes lately. (laughs) And I love all the shit that it's just like when you're laying in bed at night and you remember in 1997 when that one girl said that one thing and you're like, fuck. (laughs) Because as someone that is riddled with anxiety... I have that often. That all of a sudden, I'll be up and like, God, remember that time? Do you mm-hmm. remember that? And and that is where my writing comes in. It heavily has to do with grudges and letting things go because I am very bad at it. Yeah, and and I am very cutthroat with it, unfortunately. But it's about absolving it into your body and letting the power go into you rather than giving them the power of your hate. Because the more you think about them and the more you, like, that's just feeding them. Yeah. Whether it's like, I feel like it's like a weird atmospheric feed that they don't even know it, but in my head, they're gaining power from it. They are. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I don't want to give them my shit. That's my shit. Yeah. I need all the power that I have. And I don't have the fucking time to think about you and what you did because life's too fucking short. Yeah. And I'm not talking about holding a grudge against someone who fucked up one time. No, no, no. You know, like that, that's totally like that. There's a a big difference between like, you know, holding a grudge because someone fucked up one time and holding a grudge because you have it, you know, that there is evil in the universe. You know that it has touched you and you are having a hard time letting go of that touch. You know, you're having a hard time letting go of that one time that evil got, well, Maybe just not, maybe not like evil. We're not talking about Nazis here. We're just talking about shitty people. Not all Nazis are evil, Marcus. You gotta remember, they just got caught up in the concept. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're not talking about concentration camp. Okay, 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 all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Let's get the meat of this, you know? Let's get the real meat of it. Uh, But I'm not talking about that, you know? I'm talking about just shit people that fuck up the world, people that make this world. Uh, a worse place like the world would be a better place if they did not wake up tomorrow those types of people yes that never make the world a better place that always make the world a shittier place because it gives them pleasure to do so you know i'm not talking i'm not talking about like fucking super evil i'm talking about everyday evil i'm talking about the you know just regular shitties Shitties. Yeah. yeah regular shitties uh and it's really just Holding a grudge against, and maybe it's a holding a grudge against the whole fucking world. Maybe it's just being sad that people like that exist. Uh, because once you start thinking about their situations, you start was like, well, what made that person that way? And then you think about the person that helped to make them that way, and then what happened to them, and blah blah blah. And then you start getting depressed about the state of fucking humanity. You know, not the state of humanity today, but the human goddamn condition. Yes. Uh, and that's not helpful. No, that doesn't. <laughs> that's a, that's extremely unhelpful as well. Uh, so it's 
I guess uh, trying to remove that. Uh, it's just trying to remove. I guess the touch, like when they that that fingerprint. It's like it's like wiping away the fingerprint. I guess. And I think uh, that those people. I think it's part of working on grudges and things that you hold angrily inside of you is trying to identify why you have those specific grudges. Of course, there's definitely like the cheating. There's that kind of stuff that, that are very obvious. I have a large problem with people that I have to interact with that have low work ethic. Yeah. And that, to me, is something that I hold grudges against. It's something that I do not want to deal with. I do not want around me. And that is something that I've had to write it out and try and deal with that stuff because you are going to encounter those people for the rest of your life. Yeah. There's no reason to get as angry just because I have a higher work ethic than they do just to hold it against them and hate them for it. Rather than what you need to do is be constructive with it and try as much as humanly possible to not work with it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't do that, though. And sometimes the people you hold grudges against are people that you have to interact with on a daily basis. And I think that that's a large issue of where writing and therapy and that kind of thing comes in because you have to learn how to protect yourself Brace yourself and not get angry about it. Yeah. And you also, if you're going into therapy talking about that sort of shit, like remember that therapy is not a bitch session. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not, you're not going in there to complain about how this person did me wrong and, you know, this and that and whatnot, just, a, you know, stupid bullshit. Uh, you're going in there to figure out how to deal with that stuff and how to not let it bother you and how uh, to make yourself a more well-rounded person. It's not a complaint session. Because right. if you're going in and you're just doing, think about if those of you who are in the therapy, if think about your last few therapy sessions and if you have just been going in and answered yourself honestly, and if you've just been going in and complaining and your therapist has not been stopping you from doing that, then you've got a bad therapist. Yeah, get another therapist. Get another therapist because that person is just there to take your money. That person doesn't care whether you get better or not. That person just takes your hundred bucks a week uh, so they can do whatever with it. They don't care about you. All they care about is getting your money. So if you're just complaining and they're just listening to it, then they're shit. But I find that it's the work that you put into it, whereas I do not go to therapy, but my complaints, I try to find the reason of why am I complaining about this? Yeah. What is it that is making me complain about this? It's all about the why. It's about the why. And of course, everyone wants to complain, but I think that if you're in therapy and your therapist is not trying to find out why you were so upset about what you're complaining about, because yeah, everyone complained about shit, but there's usually a deeper rooted problem of why you're so upset about something. Uh, You know, it's like whether it's at work or a friendship or in a relationship, there's always another reason. Or it's just straight out fucking in front of you and you didn't even realize it. Yeah. And and that's why, to me, writing really helps with that, where I write out exactly how I feel. I'm like, oh, I'm just pissed off because they're not doing this and I need them to do this. Yeah. And then you can communicate better. Yeah. It's usually when it comes to -to day-to-day relationships with uh, things like that, the solution is usually pretty fucking simple. Uh, But the shit that stayed with you for a long time, that's a little bit more difficult. But it's it's possible to let go all of it. And I'm working on ways to let go all of it. Uh, And if I figure anything out, 
besides just saying like I'm not gonna worry about that anymore, then I'll let y'all know. But or if anybody else has any idea, like if you guys have any tips of working through to let go of things. I mean, I'm personally watching my mother go through therapy right now to let go of my shitty grandmother, which I've talked about on many episodes on here, and she was severely mentally ill, and that was the problem. But that doesn't mean that what she was doing was okay. Yeah. And now that is watching her deal with that and go through with it and realizing what made her so angry for so long and she's had a lot of breakthroughs and I'm so proud of her because now she can put into words what she went through. Yeah. And that's such a huge part because she held a grudge against her for so long and now she feels like there's a weight that has been taken off of her whole body that has been on her her entire life Mm -hmm. just because it's been a year and a half of therapy. And it's not over. She's not done yet. She has a lot more work to do, but she's working on it. And and especially that kind of grudge, that kind of hatred for someone that is in your family that you've had to deal with for so long, that is complicated. That yeah. affects every part of your life. Of course. I mean, that hating someone that you're supposed to love. That's going to that's going to leave a lot of scars, man. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're going to you're building a pretty big fucking labyrinth there. And I think that it, it really just helps in in trying to find out when you think about that one person, even if it's it's 10 years gone by and you think about the person, and you're just like, fuck that guy, <laughs> which I still have a few of those people, uh-huh. unfortunately, and I try to deal with it. Oh, those are some of the ones that I'm trying to get, get away from. Yeah, get away <laughs> from, yeah. But, yeah. but unfortunately, with our brains and the way, I don't know how they're going to work, but that shit just randomly comes up. And you're going to have to deal with it forever. So I think that like trying to pinpoint what it is about it of why it keeps coming back up, because usually there's a reason of there's that one thing, mm-hmm. that one person that keeps coming back up no matter how much time has passed. There's something unresolved there. Yeah. And it's time to resolve it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, get to our letters for this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we calling this first lady? Skull City. <laughs> Skull City. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hello, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I'm super glad you're back. Hey, thank we're you. We're happy we're back too. We're happy we're back too. And also, I gotta say thank you so much to everybody for all the tweets and emails and Facebook messages and all that shit for welcoming us back. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. It's fucking awesome. It's so fucking awesome. Thanks for noticing. We yeah. Were, we weren't really sure if anyone would notice <laughs> if we were back or not. But it was also but, positive, and I I don't know. Uh, it just put up. Put a great pep in my step this past week. It put a pep and put a pepper in my step. You got pepper? <laughs> Is it cracked pepper? You got crushed pepper. I got cracked pepper. I got red pepper. No, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it says. I was hoping that I could get your take on something. Let me start out by saying that I'm marrying the love of my life in about six months. Congratulations. Hell yeah. I never thought it was possible, but this dude is absolutely amazing for just about every reason I can think of. I wanted to mention it because we're not perfect, mostly because we're human. I also don't want to blame our problem solely on him because I feel that we're a unit and can work through this stuff together. The issue is that we almost never have sex. We show each other that we care in every other way possible, so it's not like that. And when we do have sex, it's the most magical thing I could possibly think of, like best sex of my entire life. 
but we only have sex every few months and always while drunk. I know the biggest factor is that he's on medications for some mental health issues, and one of the side effects is that it greatly decreases his sex drive, and I have no problem masturbating to get the sexual frustrations out of my symptom, my system. It's just not as good, and I want to be selfish and have some amazing sex. There's some future problems, like how are we going to have kids if we never get it on, but for right now, I just want to have fun with the dude i tried all the dumb advice my friends have thought of like try something new or wear new lingerie i was hoping that you might have a different perspective seeing as you seem to understand the effects that medications can have on your life thanks again for producing such great podcasts skull city this is a hard one real hard one this is a real hard one because you can't let this go obviously i mean the problem is is that i feel like now in this especially for women, not to say that it's a new thing, but I feel like it is fairly new in our generation of like women love to bang as much as dudes love to bang. It's definitely a new thing for women to be like totally open of like, yeah, my dude didn't like to bang. I want to fuck. Yes. Which has been a problem all throughout history. But but, no one talked about it. But no one talked about it. But now women are finally like able to say like, yeah, I love to fuck. Yes. And I think that it's it's awesome that you can that you are owning that and, and that that you are communicating with him about that. It just sucks. Yeah. And I I feel like I've known a few friends that have gone through very similar situations and they did everything. They tried everything. And at the end of the day, they just dealt with it. Yeah. And not to say that like that. Because sex really isn't the be-all, end-all of a relationship. You have found the mecca of man. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly what you're looking for. You're looking for a partner in life, and, and you found it, and that's fucking amazing. And I've had, I, I, I've had friends that have definitely tried, like, getting toys, and because I have a few friends that um, their significant others either have PTSD or they're on um, mental illness medications that that they can't get up because it's a source of shame for for them. Yeah. And and the fact that they can't get it up that's a huge issue for for men. And I mean same with like women that don't have no libido as well if if that's something that affects their life, you know, it it's just not it's scary, I feel like. Yeah. I, I mean with with dudes are a lot of our identity is definitely uh I guess wrapped up in sex. You know, mm. I don't know if it is the same with women, but I know with dudes, and probably not all dudes, but I know a lot of dudes, yeah, your identity does get wrapped up in sex pretty hardcore. But that's also dudes, you know? I, yeah. I mean, there is, I know plenty of men that are not that into sex. Mm-hmm. And now that we're able to talk about this, which is great, it's interesting that, I mean, it is very, I would say comparable of the genders of how many people want to have sex and how many people don't. Yeah. Um. I've had friends that did have good um, good success with using, you said that you're down with masturbating, if you masturbate in front of him or getting toys that he can use on you. Yeah. The the problem is that, like, it's not the same. Yeah. It will definitely never be the same. And that's the, that's the hardest part. It's not that he's not attracted to you. It's just that he can't do it. Has he tried other medications? That's, that is something that... Um, I found some success with is changing medications because there are a lot that definitely ruin your sex drive. Yeah. But there are some out there that don't. 
it depends on what he is taking it for. It depends on how much he's taking. And how fragile his state is. Yes. And mm. if he's in therapy and if he's talking about this stuff, if if he's able to open up and 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 really figure out the uh you know, what he's working with so that he can maybe try and change it. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. Or he, he can't. Yeah. And sometimes that's just the fucking way it is. And it sucks. And I'm sorry. That or it doesn't work for everybody, but having threesomes or open relationships. Yeah. Yeah. That's a possibility. But that, up down the road. That's a possibility. But I mean, yeah, you say it doesn't work for everyone. It works for almost no one. Yes. Some people it works for. Every single time we talk about it, we always get emails or tweets or Facebook messages from people saying like, hey, listen, I'm in a poly relationship. And it works it for work, me. It works for me. It works great. But for every one that one person we uh, that says it works for them, we get 10 who say it ruined their shit. Uh, so you got to be sure about that. You got to be absolutely sure that that's something that everybody is cool with. And I don't know if that's something that you want to try with the person you're going to marry. And also because it's hard, yeah. I know I tried it with someone that I had very strong feelings for and we never came back from that. Mm-hmm. We just didn't. It was, it's just a fact of it. It sucks. We just never came back from it. I, something was broken. Uh, when that, when that entire, I mean, the relationship was kind of on its way out anyway, but that broke something in the relationship that was never going to get mended ever again. So if you go down that road, make sure that everybody involved, like treat it like a magic spell or something where you both, both have to look each other in the eyes and repeat three times everything that's going to happen or that everything's going to be okay. And if you have any doubt, if anybody has any doubt whatsoever about it. You don't it, do it. You do not do it. I mean, trepidation, sure. If you're a little nervous, sure. But if you have doubt, like actual doubt, then don't do it. But also I do want to say that there are also good, like I, I think a huge part of why people say that sex is so important to a relationship is that connection that you have when you have it. I think it's setting up sexy times that doesn't include him having to get hard Mm -hmm. that are very applicable now i mean it's like you can get anything that it but it doesn't have to just be about you because i had i was in a short relationship with someone that had the same issue and he he was like well i'll just get you off over and over again but i like to give yeah i want to receive but i also love to give and and i think that there are other ways of doing that that could maybe make him not as self-conscious that it is that like it is bringing in of toys it is the making it romantic or it is the jumping each other it is using like watching like having porn on and things like that and just making out for a really long time because there is good connection in that i mean when you say that you only have sex every few months and it's always when you're drunk is it when you're dr- is it because he's more relaxed? Like, is that what it is? I mean, you get, ask yourself: Is it possible that when it happens when you're drunk, that could be the, because he's more relaxed and he's not, not as, thinking about he's it? He's not thinking about it. There's not as much pressure being put on him. That might have something to do with it. I mean, uh, that I mean, of course, we don't know, but that's a question worth asking. And if it is something that you know he's just feeling a little 
under pressure about the whole thing and that's why it's not really happening when he's sober, then maybe he should go to therapy to talk about that. That's something to figure out at therapy, you know? Because that definitely comes into play with that. Yeah. But also that's why I think that you can have sexual experiences where the pressure is not on him to get hard. Yeah. It's... I know that it's not the same, but you can at least have that feral connection yeah. as you're just grinding on each other yeah. and, and whether anything comes of that afterwards. But I mean, he will get you off mm-hmm. and you will have that time together. And I think that's the most important part is just, I don't know. Intimacy. The intimacy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I'm not really the kind of person that with the candles and the petals and all that kind of shit. Nah. But I think that intimacy is I'm going to go ahead and throw it out way more important than sex. There's something about having that just like sexual comfort of being able to be completely open with someone and, and be in like the fact that you're able to talk to him about that stuff is so awesome. Yeah. Man, you fucking got it. You <laughs> did it. You got it. And I'm fucking happy for you. And it, it's just trying, but I think that maybe he should either look at his medication or talk to somebody yeah. if he wants to. Yeah. That's about, you can't force him to do it though. You can't force him to do it, but also, Remember uh, that his mental health is more important than sex. Yes, I'm. It really, it really is. It is like, and that goes either way for man, woman, anything like that. Like that, just your mental health is more important than uh, than sex. It's it sucks. It really sucks. But sometimes uh, when you're dealing with this type of shit, whether it's being the person who has it or loving someone who has it, you have to make sacrifices sometimes. And you have to accept that those sacrifices are going to be made. And it's possible that if you want to stay with this guy and you want him to be mentally healthy, mentally balanced, and able to live a fulfilling life, you might have to make this sacrifice. It's a possibility. And it, it sucks a lot. But it's a hard truth that you're going to have to take a look at that might end up being the inevitability. But there's a lot more stuff to try before that. That's the thing. It's also, which I hate to say, it's like, but it's like, it's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing at all. Like most of, I mean, there are a ton of people who are in sexless relationships that fucking hate each other. Yes. You guys love each other. Yeah, you and know, you so have there's that. Yeah, there's yeah. that. You're getting married, and you're getting married in six months. You guys love each other, so you've got that. You know, you're not. It's not like you're making a sacrifice uh, for someone who beats the fuck out of you every night and putting cigarettes out on your arm. You know, it's a sacrifice for someone you love. Yeah, and that's you know not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, we all make sacrifices. Yeah. We all make compromises, and it's just hard. But that's I mean, relationship is is work. Yeah. And it's a forever work. Yeah, it never stops. But I think you can take it down to Skull City. <laughs> beanie, 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 skull City. <laughs> uh, that's all we got time for this week. Uh, it's sex, nothing, human activities. Thank you all so much for writing in, for listening. Uh, CaveComedyRadio at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, to uh, send uh, for questions and comments on anything we've said today. Uh, go join the Facebook page. There's a bunch of really cool people there. 
Uh, and it's an awesome safe space too. I fucking love that Facebook super, page. Super space, safe space. Everyone's real cool, uh, and uh, it's a good place to get your shit out. So, uh, well, I'll talk to y'all next week. You go fuck. Make noise and be free. I go to my fucking <laughs> man. We are getting a lot of catchphrases. <laughs>